0: Mandy, welcome back. Thank you. This is going to be good. So we're doing the second show, and this is going to be a good one. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about relationships. Yeah. I think that there isn't uh, a shortage of people trying to figure out how to make better relationships between their significant other, uh, their friends, their family, uh, themselves. Totally. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about. So let's just get right into it. I want to let everybody know, www.mandijross.com, mandy at com, and on all over social, Mandy J. Ross. Uh, you're all over, like Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn. I'm on everything. I yeah, first everything. discovered you on, the, on, on LinkedIn, I think it was. Yeah, at first. Now,
1: LinkedIn is yeah. a beautiful... Beautiful platform for connection, which is what we're talking about today. Exactly. Surprisingly, because a lot of people think that, or if you're not involved in the LinkedIn community, uh, you might have this vision that it's just a cookie cutter resume kind of place. It's not, but it's so not that. It, it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I don't love my other platforms like YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all these ones, but I think there's a special place in my heart for my LinkedIn community. Nice. Yeah.
0: Where do you want to begin this relationship? So obviously there's a lot to talk about when it comes to this.
1: I actually have a little surprise for you. What's that? We're going to put on, I don't know if I can do this with these headphones. (laughs) We're going to put on our little lenses of love. I don't know if y'all can see these, but I thought we should put on our little love lenses. This is what this episode is about. It's like looking at the world in Mandy Vision with with these, what's the emoji? With the little heart eyes. That's kinda like my, my emoji, right? So I'm I'm not gonna have them on for the whole episode, but we can put them here as a little reminder. Well, they're here.
0: They're in the they're in the area. <laughs> so we know I it. I
1: wore those to Burning Man actually. So that's
0: what that's what I've been doing wrong, is I don't have any heart shaped glasses.
1: I think so. I think I think if we all just wore heart shaped glasses, our whole world would be a, a totally different place, to be honest. Like I love it call, that you have heart. We could call it a wrap right there. Where
0: did you find those ones?
1: <laughs> these okay, these were a special gift that were given to me, um and it's funny, like, I wore them, actually, I said, like, I wore them to Burning Man and, like, a couple of festivals. But, it, I, you know, it's funny how we kind of attach these different meanings to, to symbols in our lives. But with these glasses in particular, every time I wear them, like, they literally consciously make me go, hey, look at the world through a lens of love. And I feel like, as funny and simple as that is, it really has changed my life in terms of the kind of relationships i now have good yeah
0: so how do you want to begin this because i probably want to begin with like i said on previous shows and even the last show that we did uh there's been a lot of separation with i
1: know i'm not laughing at
0: them i'm no, sorry no, no. i'm not i'm just surprised because i even as recent as yesterday like someone reached out to me and i was just wishing them happy holidays and they were like oh by the way we're we're getting a divorce, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so there's been a lot of that going on, and I guess just people are having a hard time uh, understanding relationships.
1: I think this goes back. I'm always gonna bring it. Have you all watched our first episode? You know where this is going, probably. But relationship with thyself, yeah. You have to focus on yourself, number one. I think, and there's no judges. I mean, we're living. You know, we're in different age. You know, a little bit of a different age. Range, But at the same time, it's like, I think my generation, it's kind of like this funny thing where like, I know my parents' generation went through this phase where a lot of times you just, you married sort of your first love a lot of times and you kind of stuck it out. And, you know, even the amount of children you had, there's like such a big difference to, to today, right, where it's like they weren't on Instagram, they weren't on Facebook, they weren't on the, the grass is greener at your fingertips, tit, whatever these things are, these dating apps, whatever, Tinder. whatever it is. Yeah. Like I actually, I'm going to be real with you. I, I am considered a young person. I've never been on a dating app
0: in never my life. Never ever? Never. You didn't want to or you didn't? Did
1: not want to okay. for various reasons and no judges. I have best friends who've met their like actual person they married through these things. I think I'm just a very traditionalist in my own like way of seeing love and how I feel like I'm going to meet, you know, the one. But, For me, I've always felt like, I don't know, like the digital aspect of it, like we're living in such a different time today where there's so many things at our fingertips that we're so outside of ourselves to begin with. And then you mix that with being with somebody else. So you get two people who are really outside of themselves. We'll say, lack of a better term, maybe they don't have the strongest relationship within. So they've then kind of tried to find that in somebody else. You mix those together, and then you're, you know, on top of that, we're going through this time in our lives where there's so many other people that are out there, that exist, that are so easy and accessible that it's very, it gets to be sometimes really easy to not deal with your own, like, what's at home.
0: This is my problem because um, your significant other yeah. is so easily replaceable.
1: I wanna, I wanna,
0: that's what i see it's not that i'm doing that yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just saying that the moment that there's a hiccup in a relationship
1: yeah there's this there's there's a vibe right now there's a vibe right now that is unfortunately of that of that mindset right where you can just be replaced but i would challenge you to go how deep are you ever going to get in any relationship if you're constantly you're not. looking for the next thing. I actually, no, I want to say sure. something really like that's that I even deal with because I would like again, I, I, I've only ever had in my adulthood like long term serious relationships. I've never like gone through phases of just like constant dating constant. What
0: do you determine long term?
1: Uh, that's, I mean, that's a question that's been
0: posed at I me because I guess men two and, having, and a half,
1: six and a half, like yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's longer. I, I would think I think
0: anything over a year or, or even a year and a half is a long-term relationship. I think you've gone through. I seasons
1: I almost want to say. Like, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that there's no time frame you should give it. There should be some context there. But I can also say you can sometimes have a relationship that is so much shorter but so much deeper. Yes. Not always. That's kind of an exception. But you could definitely have a very short-term but extremely impactful, extremely deep conver- uh, uh, connection with somebody that feels like it's more than maybe a 10-year relationship. Yes. Right? So there's always those exceptions. But no, I think in general... Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on maybe to each their own, like what they consider long-term. Like some people might not consider a year long-term, right? Like there's people that you ask them about the whole like uh, rebound period, right? Like not to date in. Some people would say six months. Some people would say a year. Some people would say until it takes you long enough to figure your own bleep out, right? So I think it really depends on the people. Um, But I wanted to say this. There's something that I... I, in the last few years of my life, like doing so much inner work work and, and self development around relationships in particular. One thing that getting back to this whole concept of like your partner's replaceable, and why I challenge you to ask yourself this question around, like how deep can you really go with somebody though if you're constantly looking for the next best whatever or you are, and this happens a lot too, especially I find more so with my generation is a lot of non-committal, like a lot of, not, not always the case, there's still a lot of people who are very into traditional, long-term committed relationships and that mindset of wanting to, to find that. But this kind of like constant turnover of like getting to the better thing or whatever, a lot of times that just ends up failing but I think it stems from this fear of commitment. And yeah. and and what where I'm going with this is um, there's a notion that I came across and it was kind of one of these light bulb things for me too. I would consider myself someone who's like very, let's say, very multi-passionate about different things in life. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like you're not just like one box, right? You have all these things. And when you're trying to, think about someone you want to maybe spend your life with, you get into your mind a lot, right? You start logicizing a relational scenario. And sometimes that fear kicks in like, well, maybe they're okay today, but like what happens if like they're not gonna, I don't know, we're not going to ho- maintain that connection or th- they're not going to be able to meet all these different areas that I'm so passionate about, or they're just, you know, they're not quite there with me along. But all. That's,
0: the- that's what I see is couples. Are you the same person, Mandy, 10 years ago? No. Are you going to be the same person 10 years from now? No. So you, now you're in a relationship and if you are going on this one path and your partner is going on a different path, exactly. It's inevitable that it's going to end because well, you're not no- directed to the same place.
1: But that's the thing. I think that's, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think that you have to get to a point. I mean, there's a lot of things we're going to dive into in this episode on how to create those kind of connections that have the longevity. But where I was going with the commitment thing is, I think for a lot of people, especially, I would say maybe it's a younger generation, but no, there's people that are in different generations. No, I think it's The, everybody. Com- the, commi- yeah. the committed thing for me, though, is like my mindset, I realized there was a subconscious fear I had on meeting someone who could be aligned in every way. And yeah. subconsciously, because of that, I would find people that maybe 90% they were, you know, very aligned. And then there was one area that it was like, no. And you actually subconsciously will not attract that ideal mate for yourself if you're in that mindset. But if you change it and you finally come to peace with the fact that, no, no, if I exist, that other half, quote unquote, or that other person, my my ideal counterpart in this world exists i think it it becomes much more easy to go hey i'm actually going to commit to someone and i think the fear stems from feeling like there's a level of freedom that you're going to lose whereas if you shift your perspective and you realize no if you commit to one person you actually free yourself up of constantly having to have that mental game with yourself, you actually create more freedom with yourself by finally committing to somebody. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It's that difference of uh, perspective. I think it's Mark Manson who has that book with, where it's like, I, I just don't, uh, what the not don't give a you know bleep like i just don't like having the mindset yeah yeah, like don't uh, i just don't give a bleep yeah he has a section that i read and it's funny because i've owned this book for years and i read it like years ago i think when it maybe first came out but i reread this i just opened it up one day sometimes i'll do this with books too and it's like i honestly feel like a higher power is like directing me to a page or a passage that i need to read that in that moment and it was funny because i i i came across this notion where he was literally, it was like he was speaking to me in that time, saying, you know, I used to have this fear of committing to one person, but I realized it was a fear, not because I didn't think I would find that person, but it was it was like attaching myself to one thing scared me because I felt like, oh my gosh, the fear of how how are we ever going to even, how how is it possible to actually maintain and even not just maintain, become stronger, better together and not get bored, not get, you know, as i said i don't want mediocre so not get in this mediocre repetitive motion with this person
0: what i was meaning with that is that people do grow they can differently right
1: they can but i think that you have two types of couples you have couple you are always it's inevitable you're a soul that's going to continuously evolve no matter what even if you're reluctant to it you're still going to evolve in some way you're going to grow as a person in your life Maybe you have to make the same mistakes uh, or lessons learned over and over, but you're still gonna keep hopefully progressing. Even just physically, we're still gonna get older, right? There are two types of couples though. There are those that I feel like grow together or those that grow apart. It's you're growing either way. You decide, you consciously have to decide, I wanna stick it out and grow with this person because the way that Mark describes it, which I absolutely love is, again, I go back to the depth versus like the wit. You can have a million partners. You're never going to be able to, to get to that deep kind of level of true love with somebody if you want to pass them up constantly. In order to have the kind of deep true love, which I honestly do believe most of us are wanting to, to have at some point in our lives, you have to stick it out. That doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen by scrolling on one of these apps and Deciding, eh, I'm going to find the next best thing out there. You're not going to get like deep, true love doing that.
0: But okay, so we're living in a digital age, and, and we agree that it's very easy to just find the grass a lot greener on the other side. Is it better? No. Like, that's just you'll discover that after that you've left what's already good. But what if you're an individual where as you're growing and that person's growing, you're growing apart, and then maybe one of you realize that maybe I'm not. A re- I'm not destined to be in a relationship yeah. outside of being yes. a monk and a priest or yeah. whatever. You're just, maybe you're not, that's not who you are as an individual. And yeah. that can happen. Like you can be in so many relationships and it just doesn't work. And we go back to even the previous show that we've done and other shows that we're going to also talk about. You got to first focus on yourself.
1: 100%. I think even making that judgment call for yourself that you're not meant to be in relationships, I think that's kind of shooting yourself in the foot from just a limiting belief perspective. But I do think you're right. I think it always is going to start with you. In terms of and I, I, I've been there, done that, like my six, I was in a six and a half year relationship and I write about this. this for some reason these posts around relationships are always like my most popular because I think we just all can relate to them Connect so to much. Yeah. Exactly. The ones around self-love and intimate relationships. So I wrote this one post and it always like tends to like do really well um, around like, you know, if you want to change your life or if if you're looking for the person to change your life, take a look in the mirror. You know, it has everything to do with that. And I, in in that post, I talk about the fact that I was in a long-term relationship. And it's funny because like the two relationships I mentioned that are the longer term in my adulthood, I was the one that ended them. But the funny part was, I thought because I ended them, that that was good for me, you know, like it, not good in a sense. And there were very different endings, but I'll, I'll focus on the six and a half year one because it's exactly what you just talked about. You can be in a scenario where, and in the first show we kind of dawned on this a little bit, but you can be in a scenario where things are actually, it's not like there's anything extremely negative happening. Like there's no abuse, there's no, you know. It's not toxic. No, no I know. it's not toxic. It's just, but you realize along the way that it's you're growing in different directions and it's not something that you really care to entertain anymore. That's when you have to have, and I had to go through this myself, like you have to have a radical, honest conversation, probably a lot, which was my case, where I had to like literally talk to myself and like say like, Mandy, what do you really want? Like this person could be the nicest person, could be the sweetest, best like person, but it doesn't mean that they're your be all and end all for the rest of your life and like it i think that's where you have to decide am i willing to take that risk am i willing to leave something that's familiar that's comfortable that maybe is just mediocre and but and that's not
0: what you want though you started that's not what you want and everybody right? shouldn't want that either no or, no or just basically just uh, accept
1: it's like You And that's why I go back to what you're saying. Like, I don't think it's a matter of making the call. It's a be all and end all. If it doesn't work out with this nice person, then I'm destined to, I'm just not meant to be in relationships. I think that's a limiting belief. I think we all, I agree with you. You know, I think that's a limiting belief, but I think the first, first phase of finding the ideal person is at least removing yourself of the things or people that are not meant for you because then you're kind of at that level where you can just date yourself. And I think there's a lot of people even in relationships right now who've never given themselves. Like I I can say like partly why I think that six and a half year relationship, you know, I've had, met, I've had some time to analyze that one. I think in part, like I, I consciously ended that relationship with a very nice individual because I knew we were growing in different directions. We wanted different things. There was no like toxicity there. It was a matter of knowing what's best for me, making that call and then taking the time, even after, again, that was the radical realization i i only had because i removed myself had that time to go whoa like i'm on my own now i have time to think about this stuff i realized no my healing journey had only just begun
0: so here's a few points that i just want to bring up yeah Um, i find it interesting that mostly women are the ones that end relationships versus men yeah okay we just we can agree that that's
1: yeah i agree
0: okay whatever the percentage is but it's mostly the woman is the one that pulls the trigger right hopefully not a real gun um but here's the other thing is that i also find interesting that when women describe past relationships and they say six and a half or seven and a half or whatever it is is it actually six years three months and they're rounding it off to six and a half versus men i find will round it down to six right so it's just a funny kind of
1: i actually have never noticed that i just
0: i noticed that because i guess they want to try to be a little more optimistic that it was a good relationship i learned a lot of things and that's what it is so i want to add more value to the timeline attached to it men versus the other way are being on the other way so that's just a different thing i'm saying i've
1: never uh, thank you i mean i i I just pay attention
0: i'm 51 so i pay attention to certain things right um and then and then the last thing that i was um i totally forgot what i was going to bring up but I, i just oh sorry so women are ending these relationships and i'm Speaking as tradespeople, construction. Yeah. You've got tradespeople, the male side of the industry, working their asses off, yeah, trying to provide for their family, especially the young ones in their 20s and 30s, knowing that they have to save a million and a half to buy a house. So they are gonna work six long hour days and also possibly a seven day yeah. during the week. Then they're not paying attention to their significant other so yeah. then there's that loss of companionship loss yeah. of the relationship then that person says well i'm done with this relationship i got here but the thing is that the man is trying to provide yeah. trying to establish a future and all of a sudden he gets a message or a phone call or something and i'm like i'm tapping out i'm done with this relationship you're not you're not here for me yeah but they're doing this and then what happens is and this this is just facts statistically right men are separated they lose their house Uh, they get women get the house and the kid and you get that whole path and now you've got a guy who is trying to provide and then he's getting the short stick and then men hurt they do hurt women hurt but men hurt too but it's 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 difficult at times. So that's why I say that, yeah, you can be on the same path, but sometimes you can veer off that path. And it could be his fault, could be her fault, could be their fault or whatever it is. But I
1: I honestly am a huge proponent of in any relationship, I don't even see it as fault. I think you have to show up 100%, that other person shows up 100%. I don't believe in this like 50-50. No, you need to be fully showing up and that person needs to be fully showing up. How do you, I guess... I'd love to know like sort of the question you have around that just because like, are you asking like how to prevent something like that? It's from not how happening? to prevent it.
0: I think that you got to look at relationships and sometimes they're just destined to not work out as much as we want to try to make them work out. And then I go back to society is trying to ask you to work out and then you've got the pressures in your own. So let's say in your 20s, you probably don't have that pressure at all, but come to 30s, you have a lot of pressure. And 40s, you're probably having a little bit more pressure. I'm speaking through the male perspective. Come the 50s, you have no pressure at all. Uh, I, I, once you get into your 50s, you're not really pressured to be in a relationship or to find somebody else to be in that relationship because you figured out that your life is good, can be great on your own. I'm not saying that that's what you should do, but or do you th-
1: do you think that might? I'm just Putting it out there, do you think that could be a limiting belief, though?
0: It it can be. Do you be. think
1: that could be like, because you haven't seen it yet, you've created a story that maybe you're not meant to be with anybody.
0: That could be, it can be right, but I just know that when relationships do end, um, I personally can say that I did what I could mm-hmm. to make that relationship work. Yeah. Um, other than outside of changing who I am. And I don't think that anybody, and I haven't uh, ever done this, nobody should ask somebody else to change.
1: Uh, yeah. Period. I, yes.
0: You cannot go into a relationship. You can't change anybody else. No, and think, but you, you I'm can't. going to change this person. No, to basically be that perfect person that I deserve in my life. Yeah. You can't expect it. You can't ask it and nor should you. And if you try, you will fail. You won't
1: get it. You won't won't get it. it. But but I will say this. See, this is why I always go back to no matter what. Go back to yourself like this is going to get a little bit into the energetics of like spirituality now. But I don't care because it's it's worked for me. I'm gonna share it with y'all. The thing that I've always realized is the moment I change within myself, the shifts start to happen outside of myself externally. What does that look and feel like? If you start taking better care of yourself, chances are the people around you are going to perceive that as I need to be treating that person with more respect. That person's treating themselves with more respect. I therefore need to be respecting that person more. Respect comes in a lot of different ways. But unless you're willing to do that stuff for yourself and you have an expectation that somebody else outside of you should be doing that for or to you, but you're not doing that for yourself, how on earth do you expect them to do that?
0: They won't.
1: It, they won't. And going back to your, your um, points around some people are just not meant to be. I can agree with that. I think that, but I, I I, will never say that any relationship is destined to not work out. I think it takes a level of you going, like you have to get to a point where you say, I'm not willing to try anymore. There could be total validation there, but you have to decide that. I don't think things just, happen out of the blue. Most of these relationships we're talking about are not one month, couple of week. No, these are years of being with somebody. So you have to ask yourself, yeah, you could say I did bring it all. Maybe you were not met with the same whatever effort maybe or what or what have you, but you still have to make a choice. I think you have to put yourself first. Whatever I mean, if you have children involved too, that's a whole other thing, right? Like that's a whole other layer. I'm just talking just strictly that relationship. Every, and I say this, I said this to my Uber driver this morning and he actually, the exact story you said, funny enough, talk about manifesting synchronicity. He literally shared that part of his life story with me. He said, you know, I'm this this amount of years old. Um, I asked him, I said, just, just for, I always say this to people, like, especially elderly, cause I really respect their, their opinions. But I said, ah, just give me your best life advice. I'd love to hear what your two sons would be. Right. He said, you know, the only, I don't really live with any regrets, but he said that he actually went through a divorce. Um, uh, the wife got the house. He, that's one of his regrets is like that whole scenario around.
0: What is it? The how- regret that he went through the divorce or the re- regret that he financially was all, of all of it all of all
1: of it that whole scenario around what i got from it based on like the conversation we kept having is he had some strong opinions around like relationships and and what to look for or not to look for in like uh because he said are you married but not like not a creepy are you married It was like genuine the conversation we were having it was yeah. contextual and i said no i'm not married yet and then he went on to proceed to tell me sort of a little bit dynamic there about the divorce and like how he would have maybe navigated it looking back. And so it was interesting just to hear that perspective, but I think that you have to make a choice, but it always see it's easy for me to sit here. I'm not going to pretend I I can I I wouldn't be able to answer everybody's questions or even though I get bombarded relationships is the number one thing I get asked about when it comes to coaching. Because most of us are trying.
0: Because nobody's figured it out.
1: Trying to have really healthy, solid, you know, relationships. Unfortunately, actually, I think society... Yeah, the whole factor of, like, the grass is greener exists. I think society sets us up from the get-go around these, like, radical ideas around relationships. I do believe in true love. I do believe you can have, quote-unquote, this is, again, this is just... I do think you can have your perfect kind of relationship but perfect for everybody is individual is individual and i said the same thing to this man my uber driver this morning i and this is a conversation my mom and i have often but from all the experiences i've had from all the relationships i've seen in my own life the number one thing i think that matters between two people because nobody else it's it's nobody else's place to judge it's nobody else's place to 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 get involved or to even, you wouldn't even be able to understand two people's dynamic. The only thing that matters from my perception of relationships is is it—is compatibility. There are all sorts of types of relationships. We're living in a day and time where there's so much out in the open, it's kind of insane. There's all types of relationships that are very like celebrated now that like back in the day might've, you know, had different ideas around whatever. Anything kind of, it's almost like anything, not that everyone agrees with it, but everything's kind of out in the open. There's a lot of things more out in the open now. Is it compatible? Are you and your partner on the same wavelength?
0: There's, see, here's the, this is what I've learned in my Mm. short life. Yes. Compatibility is wonderful in the beginning when it's physical.
1: But that's only one kind of compatibility. What I
0: say is get rid of the physical and ask yourself, is there's compatibility there? and most outside of outside of the physical there yeah. isn't yeah so you get blinded by the physical to tell yourself that there is compatibility
1: yeah, which is you not can.
0: right so i do want to i want to bring up first of all any relationships that are toxic yeah right so if there's abusive verbally mm-hmm. physically or whatever but if there's alcohol or substance abuse and all this other stuff there's no reason to be in those relationships because that other person is damaging themselves and damaging yes. you right they're not Try, if, if don't
1: somebody tr- if somebody is, is if someone is abusing their own body
0: yeah.
1: or their own mental space, there's no way, no way they're going to be able to bring their their best for you. They can't even bring their best for themselves. They have to do it for themselves. For they can't itself. even bring the best for themselves. I want to I want to address this because this is something um, without going like
0: because people I'm, turn to that stuff. And either they exactly, begin their, exactly. yeah, so something happens in the relationship. I'll only
1: draw so much. I'm not like, I don't talk so much about my own personal life, but I talk about my personal experiences because those help to express the lessons learned. Yeah. In my experience, being a formal people pleaser in my life, I attracted a certain type of person. And because of that experience, it made me realize, first off, I was not victimized When you're in a toxic relationship, you really do need to understand that you, on sub-subconscious level, are attracting that kind of energy in. I agree. And once you find out, once you're aware that it's happening, you are the only person who can change that and decide either you're gonna stay and figure out a solution or you're going to leave. Chances are probably better, healthier, if you remove yourself physically, if you're in a toxic relationship. Is that the solution for everybody? No, there's no. circumstances where people can stay, work it out, figure it out, great. But for the majority of people who are in those scenarios, somehow, some way, it gets to a point where they basically have to remove themselves because it's so unhealthy. A lot of times though, and I actually had, funny enough, after ending a relationship, I did I did um, record one episode in particular and you can go and look it up on my podcast uh and it's funny cuz i i don't know if i mentioned at the time i don't think i mentioned that that was going on in my life but it was somewhat inspired but it's like how to how to um i don't know if it was get rid of or avoid toxic people in your life but in that episode i also made sure to point out it's not a blame this is not a blame thing like you know you did this to me or i'm blaming you cuz you're the toxic no When you point a finger at someone, has the saying goes, you have three pointing back at yourself. Why are you attracting that kind of toxicity in your life? Chances are you probably need to date yourself, which is partly why maybe you were blinded into that kind of dynamic in a relationship. You never really took that, like I can speak for myself, I I went from being sort of this young woman straight away, kind of from my parents' caretaking straight into a relationship. I didn't really at that time, and I'm not saying the six and a half year was toxic by any means, it wasn't, but you know, when you don't give yourself those years, and especially in older generations, a lot of people got married when they're 18. It's different. You know, like, can you, like, I can't even fathom. I, I'm still discovering things about myself. I'm not 18 today, but I, I'm still discovering things about myself today. And then you look back, you think these people got married when they were 18.
0: But it's it's a double edge, Manny, because the thing is that, like you said yourself, and I agree with you, we want the best because we want to give the best. So yes. I have high expectations mm-hmm. in, at that what I'm looking for a significant other in that. Yes. So when you don't get that or when it starts... Unraveling. Yeah. Because everybody has their best face forward when yeah. they start the relationship back to the beginning part of it, right? Compatibility. Uh, but then things start to unfold and you start realizing that that doesn't, this is not going to work. At that point, I think that you realize that it's not going to work. You should already start to be an adult and just end things at that point.
1: Here's where I want to like, I think there's a difference between, I think we need to differentiate that. I think there's a difference between like, in my in my experience at the time, thinking like I genuinely, if I t- takes tuning in with yourself first, as I always say, you have to like I mean, that has to be a radical, honest conversation you have within and asking yourself these kind of questions. Do I wanna even do I wanna even save this relationship? That's a big one.
0: Both like, sides. Yes. It takes two people to move a couch.
1: Yes. Do I even want to save it? Okay. If you genuinely feel like you and that other person are better off parting ways, then you have your answer. But I think you need to ask yourself that because I don't think it's always a be all and end all. I think there are some times when maybe you did, you are with potentially the right person for you, but maybe you need to do some inner work. Maybe that other person needs to do the inner work, right? And you can still salvage it, but, but the only way that's gonna happen Is not by you going outside of yourself going, you need to change, you need, no, you need to be the change that you want to see in that relationship if you want to salvage it.
0: The other thing that I've noticed in, especially the younger generation, is the sequels. So there's always, there's returns. So everyone tries to rekindle and get back together, but then all you're doing is recreating what was perfect in the beginning, the compatibility part, which is, i.e., the physical part of it. Yeah. And then you're eventually going to end where you're going to end. That's why when I listen to some young people that are talking about their relationships or asking my advice about it, yeah. and they're considering reconnecting with somebody, and I'm yeah. like, how did that movie end in the first time? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, my money's going to say that it's going to end the exact same way all over again.
1: We go back to what's comfortable or familiar. We That's go back to what's Because we've what gone what through all kinds of different familiar. grasses,
0: and all of a sudden we're like, going, well, the grass wasn't the grade over there. So let me go back and see how they are doing. But here's what, here's what
1: I say, and this is, I, I love y'all listening and watching out there. I'm going to give you a shot of truth juice. Who's the common denominator in every relationship? Oh, I know, exactly. Right? Like, you have to, again, it's that radical honesty, dating yourself. Sometimes the best advice I have for people and I'm not saying I'm perfect in love by any means, but, like, I think I'm in a really healthy space and I attract people who are in a healthy space enough to, like, be able to talk about it. And I've had healthy relationships in my life. You have to ask yourself, like, I have two kind of thoughts on this, right? I think that, again, I always go back to, like, I do think that within all of us is that perfect little child who we can all get back to, but we're also evolving constantly. You're never going to stop evolving, and you're no. especially as an adult, right? You're always hopefully working towards becoming the best you. So I think you have to get to a point though where you realize like, I'm ready to consciously be in another relationship with somebody, but you also have to step back and go like, you want to, but are you ready? And not fall into the trap also of thinking like, I'm not good enough to be in one. No, like- Whoever you meet, especially like the more, the older you get, the more you have beliefs that have formed, but you also need to make sure like you're bringing your best. If you have these high expectations for a relationship, oh, you, totally be. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you can't be expecting the world and like coming short, you know what I mean? And you like, both have to
0: work at it. Yeah.
1: And this whole like going back to what's familiar. Yeah. I think that. I think that stems, to be honest, from a scarcity mindset. I think you get to a point where you don't necessarily believe you can find better, but you, again, have to ask yourself, are you becoming better? Because chances are the better, sort of more evolved, healthier, best version of you won't, and this is a thing that I've realized in my adulthood. I'm not saying it's a better or worse thing, but... When you go through a significant period of transformation where you've healed, and like I'm getting, I always say, like I'm getting sensations in my body, like energy sensations as I say this, because I'm very passionate about it. It's like, it's something that I really need to express. I feel like when you go through a significant period of self-development work, of inner healing, and like healing a lot of those inner child wounds, we'll call them, the same things that used to attract certain people to you For example, maybe if you were a people pleaser in your life because of things you went through in your childhood, finding someone who maybe had a huge ego, we'll say, like that sort of empath-narcissist dynamic, which is very common in relationships – that person who is, say, more narcissistic or sort of ego-based, they subconsciously would have been really attractive to you. When you step away, date yourself, do that inner healing work, the same things that you used to find subconsciously attractive will be like blazing, flaring red light, like those red flags, we call it. And it'll be the most unattractive things to you. But it starts with you you have to do the healing in order to be able to even pinpoint that's not healthy for me anymore that's not what i want in a relationship but the shift is you it's it the fallacy is in thinking the shifts are the other people are are outside of us it's always you yes you bring yourself to every relationship
0: let me ask you this mandy um between men and women yeah when the relationship does end who spends more time single and alone the man or a woman <sighs> it's the man the man stays single for longer than the woman
1: what's your definite uh okay no, so let my- me clarify there my first thoughts are this i think
0: before you get back into another relationship
1: before you get back into i could see i'm going to i'm going to devil's advocate not like I love my my fellow females, but I also have respect for men too. I'm not a man, so I can't I can only speak from my own sure. you know, but this is my notion from what I've seen and I think that I think there is a fallacy that men are more non-committal than women. I actually think ev- oh, I, I, agree I, with you I that. think that every person ideally if they're in a healthy, you know, state of mind generally wants the same thing. Like they want that connection, they want that ideal person, their dream partner who they can grow and build a life with, right? But, But after a relationship, I think just based on the fact that I'm a female, I feel like from a physical standpoint, it probably would be sooner that a male might seek that physical connection it, with it's somebody. It's not even
0: physical, it's the companionship part. And the but, only reason but, I, but, I, but, I bring but, this up yes? is because I love the moments, and actually they're not moments, the years of being single. Because it reverts right back to your earlier point, and even on the other show, you begin to reflect on who you are. Yeah, You can't focus on who you are when you're trying to find another replacement for a relationship. Yes. So I embraced. And at first, when when you did have that first breakup and all of a sudden you're single, it was maybe a few months. And then as you get older, it became maybe half the year. Then it became a whole year. And then you quickly realize, holy cow, I haven't been in a relationship. I've had no companionship for a year, year and a half to two years now. Yeah. But you started discovering things about yourself. So I looked at it like those were valuable years mm. times and the reason I bring this up is because 2030 this is a fact right the percentage of single women
1: I, I re- yeah say, it. Is say gonna,
0: it it's gonna outpace married women
1: say it yeah.
0: it's gonna be over 52 percent of yeah. women in by 2030 are gonna be single
1: yeah yeah
0: they're gonna be career driven which is great they're gonna be not married or possibly divorced first they might be a single mother yeah and so it's like they're going to be in a single... So it's it's almost like the the society shift has happened. Men oh, are, the, oh the men I'm are, so happy you brought this I, up. I know. So the men are, are suffering all these single moments in their lives when they're yeah. younger. But then the women are going to experience all these single moments, years, when they're older.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, it's crazy because, like, I, I think... I think back even to my parents' generation and I look at like how everyone sort of was married, everybody had children, not always, but like it was so, so common, right? And then Like the day and time I'm growing up in, like there's so many people who, I mean, people are still living at home, 30s, even older, and like family, you know, like women are like so many single women and
0: culture, yeah, yeah, that
1: too. But I just think the society we're living in, like people are doing things at such a later age now, if at all, we're living longer. If at all, yes, absolutely. It was funny when you were talking and I was taking in what you're saying in terms of like longer periods of internal internal like dating yourself. The word intimacy, what, like into me, I see. Into me, I see. Yeah. Intimacy, we crave intimacy. What we're really craving, this is what I say in that one, when I thought I was searching for the one all those years, I was really just trying to find myself. The moment that shifted in me where I went, oh, I've been looking for myself and others. That was a whole different That's ball why game. the single
0: years are so valuable. That They're you so valuable. To who you are.
1: And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that if you're already in that relationship, it's, n- you can still create that. You should, for the sake of your own relationship with somebody else, please, please do both of you a favor. Create that intimacy starting with you. Create intimacy with yourself because that is radically going to shift your relationship with somebody else. But I want to get to this point because you're absolutely right about the fact that so many people, and I want to bring this up. I brought this up also, and I keep like referring to like pointing to the screen because I'm just talking about like when I share on social media, some of y'all might appreciate the post because I get, I dive into this stuff that's so apparent to me in my generation being a female. I'm a very traditional person. I... I would love to be married and I love that vision of like still committing to someone having a family like I guess it's funny
0: I'm a very traditional person and I have no interest in ever being married
1: in ever being married
0: ever being married.
1: So for me, it's not, like, I've never been the type of woman, and I'm very different in certain females, like, I've never lived my life based on a societal pressure, actually. I don't, I wouldn't, I never want to have a ring on my finger, unless I know that's ultimately, like, the beyond end all of the best relationship I can be in. Otherwise, don't care to ever have children, don't care to be married. But... I'm also simultaneously working on always becoming the best version of myself. And I just, I have an inner knowing that I will at some point collide with that person and that will naturally happen. It's not like a, it's not a fantasy. It's just, it's inevitable. If you're working on yourself, more than likely probably will end up, not always, but like, and and you're putting that intention out there, probably will happen at some point. But the reason why I bring this up is the other, the other thing that's really important to note is inside of all of us about the the female kind of this shift, right? We're living in a day and time, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Um, I feel like I don't know. I, I'm not gonna like assume that, but it it I I feel like a lot of people listening potentially could see this pattern where we're living in a day and time where we have this heightened masculinity where a lot of women are totally tuned in more so to the masculine side of themselves. And I don't mean being like, I don't mean wearing dresses and do, like, I'm not talking about that that feminine kind of, I'm talking about feminine versus masculine energy. A lot of women today, even in my generation, I'm seeing there's absolutely everything beautiful about being a strong-minded. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, all of that. For sure. But where it starts to... Where there starts to be an issue, and why I think we're seeing this pattern now of more and more women being single, not having children. That's a total choice, by the way. I'm not saying that's like what is meant for anybody, it's totally everybody's choice to up to themselves. But I think it's because a lot of women are tapping into more of their masculine now, where I think there's something to be said, like, I'm not saying the olden way is by any means the you're, you're, way.
0: You're talking more about the career driven oriented.
1: But I don't I don't think it's necessarily even that. I think like females are in some scenarios taking a a man's job away from them, which is which perfectly is, fine. Which is which, and no, 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 I'm not talking about job as in like workforce. No, no, I'm, I'm no, saying I, I know what you're saying yeah, from Position a, wise. Yeah, from like like not allowing a man to be a man. and what does that actually do? What does that actually do though? because I've, I've, I've studied this even in relationships I've seen. When you take someone's predominant nature away from them, and I don't care if you're male or female, it's whatever you identify as, right? I'm not talking like just because you're born a man, that means that you have to be masculine. No, I'm saying whatever you identify as, whatever you, like whatever you identify as in your life, you could identify more in your masculine, you could identify more in your feminine. But typically, if you're born a female, you generally identify when you're born at least more in your feminine energy. It's That's the natural thing, Right. A lot of women I'm seeing nowadays are actually they're taking away a man's kind of natural role in a relationship dynamic to where he feels emasculated and he and it, it actually makes him like 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 I'll I'll give some examples so it actually contextualizes. For example, if you're out with a man and he wants to do something for you, like hold the door or like those kind of little things, but they actually are very like significant to respect in a relationship. It's like, no, I can do it for myself. It's like, okay, like why do you have to be aggressive about it? Like I'm, I just, I feel outside of my body even like saying it because it just feels so foreign to me. Like there's a huge dynamic and it's not something we can, I know we're, we're on a timeline here, but I would highly invite you to look into like, if you're, if you're a female maybe notice if you're finding that men are showing up disrespectli- disrespectfully for you which maybe is why potentially you're single or, or not with children if you if you feel like that's something you want maybe and you're not seeing that ask yourself are you taking a man's role away from him when you're when you're c- like connecting with with men
0: so well, Mandy, manny what what would okay what would you expect from a man so if a man wants to be traditional Mm -hmm. and wants to open up the car door on the passenger side for picking up a woman in that scenario. And she gets offended by that. Yes. What do you think that man's going to do? That relationship is over. That date is over. Yeah. Because they're just trying to be polite, like no different. Men still hold doors for men going through in and out of businesses or whatever. You
1: have to let You're just um, being polite. Yes.
0: Right? But if a woman kind of goes back and all of a sudden says why are you treating me that way why i can do this myself i can open up my door that date is over before it began yeah you'll run through the gamut and have that date but i guarantee you that date is over yeah it goes back to the point about like okay so you're in a relationship if the other person cheats on you yeah that relationship that marriage that whatever is over in my opinion but i see too many people wanting the sequel sometimes a Sometimes it's a friggin' series. and I I'm don't like, shake my no head reason. because
1: I have no judgies. Like I'm a no judges. I, zone. It's not
0: that I judge. It's just I've never let that back in. So once the door is closed and something is done, you've disrespected somebody when you're trying to work out a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that I've, I've never cheated on somebody. The thing is, if they've done that, it's done. That's the decision you make. Then there's levels of cheating. You can talk about levels of cheating. You can go, listen, pretty much whatever you don't want your significant other doing with somebody else. Yeah. That's cheating.
1: That could be whether that's holding
0: hands, texting, kissing, hugging
1: social media. Social media, intimacy.
0: That's all levels of cheating. So it's all leading towards, well, I'm trying to find a better looking grass is what I'm trying to find. If if you're looking, then by all means, keep on looking. And then that's why the person should embrace the single part of your life. You are going to have, I think too many people now are so insecure that they want to self sabotage a relationship to get out of it. So then it's not necessarily them confronting it. And going, I oh yeah, want, I want out of this.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to place names or like judges on I'll on people's actions. <laughs> but you're right. I think it takes a level of courage again to end something before you start something else. That's one thing. My but like
0: nobody in my 20s. Nobody ever did that. There was always a side.
1: But it's 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 the same. It's the same as if you're already single. Have you done the self work to even? in my opinion, be worthy of being in a relationship. But well, the argument yet.
0: with them is thinking, well, I need to test the waters to see if this other new relationship is going to be even worth it. Otherwise, I'm going to stay in the current relationship. Well, let's talk about people talking about... If you're already looking for somebody else, yeah. then you should just focus up on the second person because the first person is not important enough in your life.
1: In my opinion, you should just... Leave. That 100%. 100% and then focus you on, need on the second fo- relationship. You- In my opinion, if you're... Again, I'm not placing a judgment just based on what I've witnessed, we'll say. If you're even searching for us And you found a second person, just do everyone a favor and become single. Exactly. Become single because that second person isn't really... You probably subconsciously are just looking for the next best thing the chances of that second one working i'm not saying there's always exceptions to rules but (laughs) if you're personally because it always goes back to you if you're willing to self-sabotage your first relationship put someone else through that kind of anguish and have two parts like uh, again everybody has these ideas of different relationships that work for them but if you're what did i say number one thing If you knowingly know, if you're, if you're aware that person one and person two more than likely are not aware of them, of the other people, maybe, I don't know, there could be scenarios maybe where they are more than likely person one. That's not, that's not going to be a compatibility for them. End it. Do yourself a favor and end it. Even if even if it is something we're salvaging, you're better off at least taking a period of time where you do some heavy self-work.
0: But what does society mostly do in this scenario? If you're in your 20s, they dismiss you. They say, no, forget it. I'm going to have not only a second, I'm going to have a third, I'm going to have a fourth. I'm going to try to figure out which one's going to be the best. That's in your 20s. In your 30s, you try to do that, but you try to keep up with it. You can't. Then you quickly realize, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Then in your 40s, you smarten up and you don't do it. In your 50s, you definitely don't do it. You focus on the person that is actually, that you want to give as much as possible.
1: Here's where I I feel like I'm same as you. I've never cheated on a partner. That's really like a no-go zone in my, you know. There's
0: something wrong with you if you cheat on somebody. It's not the person. You can tell yourself all the time. Anything
1: that happens in your relationship or that you choose to do in relationships is all on you.
0: A hundred percent.
1: You cannot blame. You cannot shame, turn around guilt and go. Tri- well, guilt she
0: changed it. and no, she physically no. changed, mentally changed. You she- consciously no, decided.
1: Nobody you, forced you to. You.
0: Cheat. It's all you. And
1: I'm not. This yeah. is not saying it without compassion. But you need to end it. That's yes, just complete disrespect. You need to end it. Like there's. It's that, that's not even a question to me. But what? Where we're going with this is like this whole self relationship. Because I know there's other relationships we want to talk about. But it, it honestly, it really isn't. As much as we want to say this is all about intimacy, no, it's 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 your relationship with yourself is going to determine every other relationship in your life. It doesn't matter if it's work, it doesn't matter if it's family, friends, you determine it based on where you're at with you. Yes. So I think that's like the main, you know, and it's easy to say that, but Unless you give yourself that permission and this goes back to even giving yourself like that standard how we talked about in the last episode, giving yourself permission to take you time. How are you how on earth are you gonna be able to build? The deepest, most solid connection, and I argue too with these relationships. Like I'm not very—I'd far I'd say I'm younger along in the years of of life, but what I can definitely assure you from the few relationships I have had, you know, the times that I've been single are the times that I've been able to. It's not about always fi- It's that's a, it's never about finding the person. It's becoming. It's becoming the best you. You always end up attracting the best types of scenarios whether and like one of my affirmations is like I only attract soulmate types of relationships in my life, not just intimate partners. I'm talking every area. And lately I have, but I've done so many years of self-work to be able to 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 figure out like who am I? What do I want? How can I become the best version of myself? If you can't bring it, don't expect it.
0: So the other thing that I have an issue with is I see... I love lo-
1: it. Tell them, share them all.
0: I I see a lot of couples trying to repair the relationship, whether that's a relationship or a marriage or whatever it is, right?
1: What's What's the issue though with that? I
0: What I have is it, if it's done, it's done.
1: But how do you define done?
0: Okay, they don't care about trying. You don't care about trying. Like I said, it takes two people and you can't change the other person. They are growing to a different path you are growing to a different path
1: so you're talking about the scenarios where people are literally just physically like their roommates basically at that point they're staying together but they literally both have zero
0: and then when you're married there's that saying that a lot of married couples have shared with me where they say it's cheaper to keep her right so now you start factoring in financially it is technically yeah. if you look if you break yeah. it all down it is cheaper to keep her so then yeah. all of a sudden you won't get a divorce I know plenty of couples that stayed because of the financial details yeah. of it if I get a divorce if I separate then this person will get the house I move out I'll have child spousal support all this other stuff my wages will be garnished that that's the whole world yeah. so you get into uh, points where okay well let's go to couples therapy now so let's do date night let's do one evening a week that we start working on this relationship The moment that you're making an effort In a relationship Is the moment that you don't really care about the relationship anymore You're done That's what I'm saying Is that you're tapping out You're done You need to just do it on your own You need to wake up and realize That this person in your life Is the most important person in your life and you need to do whatever the smallest thing possible, you do it. If it's a post-it note on the mirror, it's a post-it note on the mirror. You never let the relationship get to the point where you have to go through a third party and have them assess both sides and figure out what are you doing wrong and what are you doing wrong and what are you doing right and what are you doing right. And now you guys need to try to fix it. Why don't you guys try pottery class? Why don't you try learning how to dance? All These efforts all lead towards everything ending. All you're doing is prolonging it. That's my non-professional opinion about relationships because of I've seen it all. I've seen people try to hang on. And it's worse with kids. Yeah. Because I've seen men and women. When the kids get to a certain age, then I'm out. But that by that that point, financially I can't be out because the thing is I won't I have to do everything on my own now. Yeah. I have to take care of the house by myself. I have to do all this by myself and all this other stuff. So then you try to do, I go back to the sequel.
1: And the sequels yeah. never work.
0: I don't care. The sequels never as good as the f- the first one. Yeah, never. You can I try.
1: Think I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the eternal optimist here and say I do. Oh, think that's me
0: being optimistic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we have a different de- different definition of optimism, then, Mister. But I will be the eternal optimist. I think that you can. I think no matter what, you can always salvage something. But is it? Is it meant to be salvaged is the question. Now we do get into scenarios where I'm going to be honest, like, yeah, it could be a challenge, but there are the people who decide like, no matter what, (sighs) see, I always have the compassion to go like, it's a lot easier for someone like I don't have kids. So for me to, to, to sit here and be like, oh, you need to figure like, you know, it's just leave or I'm not tied financially to, you know, a husband with children. So, it's like it would be a lot easier for me to sit here and go just leave. What I think again is the number one thing to ask yourself, first off, do you even want this? If you if you really genuinely are not happy in a relationship, ultimately it's going to fizzle into every other thing. Your kids are going to feel it. Your finances are going to at some point feel it. I don't care like if maybe not today, but Everything is going to come from you being unhappy. The moment you decide you deserve better or want better, and doesn't even have to be, I don't mean better than your partner, I just mean that you want to change, there will be resources that become apparent to you. But I agree with you. Staying in something that's not serving you in some way, even if it's temporarily, it's going to eat away at your soul.
0: It's not so much not serving you. No, no. It's not serving I, us
1: yeah yeah because if something, no, but if something both. isn't serving you yeah. in that relationship, if that relationship isn't serving you, like I do believe that we're not in a relationship to get, get get. We're in a relationship actually to give, which is I think a lot of the problem is we come into these dynamics of relationships where all we are wanting subconsciously is to get. We want something fed inside of us. Whereas when you take the time to work on yourself and build yourself up, you're not needing somebody to come and give you everything. You genuinely want to meet somebody else who's worked on themselves. You can come together and literally give. You can give each other things, right? Like that's the ideal. A lot of times, unfortunately, people come come into these relationships, though, so either – not coming from that space or they were so young that maybe they didn't even know like, or that it was just whatever. So you're only dealing with what's today. You can only deal with what is right. Not these what ifs. So. But if
0: you're doing that and your significant other isn't, isn't or can't. Yes. I keep going back to, you need both people to make the relationship. You absolutely do. And one person cannot convince the other person to make this relationship work. That other person has to do it voluntarily. They have to figure out how to do it themselves. So if you're focusing on your inner self... and The best way to change. I always say this. But if the other person isn't...
1: It's never about the other person, though. It's never about them. But if they're not focusing
0: on themselves and they're not contributing to the relationship, it's doomed to fail.
1: I always go back to this. No matter what, in any scenario, in any relationship, you need to go back to yourself. Because this is why. It's a twofold. You... Putting the emphasis and energy back on yourself will actually have a dramatic effect. It might not be right away, but it will always, you bettering yourself or you, I wouldn't say even, it doesn't have to be bettering, but you prioritizing your well-being will always inevitably affect every other person in your life, including that partner, the other part of that is a lot of times when we start to do that inner work and I know this is a common thing too a lot of times with couples after many years or not it doesn't have to be a super long relationship but the moment you start prioritizing yourself again you do realize maybe you're wor- worthy of better that maybe you didn't think you were before but you've built yourself up now where you go hey like I actually deserve better than this and maybe that actually is the catalyst of change that shifts within that actually allows you the strength to leave something that's not meant for you or that isn't say serving you in your highest way either chances are if you're realizing that you probably should end it because it's going to be better off for everybody
0: but that could be you yeah or you can wake up to that and that could be your partner
1: if you're waking up to somebody leaving you
0: telling you that I deserve better and I need to be out of this.
1: If somebody is directly telling you that there's a major disconnect. Yeah, of course. There's a major disconnect. If that comes as a shock to you, I can guarantee there's going to be some like inner work that you do need to be doing because if you're getting that said to you, most of these scenarios are not overnight things. They're no. things that have happened for years and years of buildup. That's a huge indication that you need to be working on the relationship with yourself. Even though it's coming from an external source, there's a disconnect and it's not to blame you. It's not, a, it's, it has nothing to do with blame. It's that if you're so oblivious to there being that much of a disconnect where a person you've potentially been with for years is coming to you saying, we're done and you're oblivious to that and it's happening like out of nowhere there's a major there's a major disconnect in at least your your showing up in that relationship well
0: i mean that's the origin of dear john letters it's just ironic that it's addressed to dear john dear a man yeah. Right. So it's like that's where I go back to the beginning of the what we were talking about in this show that most women are the ones that are instigating the separation of any relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it, it's just and, and a lot of it, it might have to do so yeah, you, you're saying that they're how can you be oblivious to this relationship? How can you not see? Maybe they could have seen, but they, they were trying to work, but they're also trying to provide for their family so uh, that's why i think there's been a lot of divorces separations all this stuff going on and it's different mindset today i know it is a totally different
1: mindset i think there's two main things that like across the board from any even the healthiest relationships i've had as role models in my life growing up you know i as an adult i've 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 dove in and asked like what's Maybe not in exact these wordings, but something like what's your best advice or what's the best, the biggest lessons you've learned being able to maintain the longevity of what appears to be a really say happier, healthier relationship. They all say too, like what appears on the surface, like every couple goes through ups and downs. But what makes the difference is I've had a lot of different people say a lot of different things, but I think maintaining your individuality and that includes you know tuning in with yourself first and foremost we're always going to go back to that personal relationship with yourself but also i mean it 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 almost seems obvious communication
0: you can't communicate but also uh, there was someone that taught me about how once someone's made up their mind about a relationship yeah there's there's nothing in, in this world that you can say or do to convince them otherwise They've consciously told themselves that this relationship is done.
1: I don't believe that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue, not argue, but it's because see, when I'm going to my manifestation, you can, I, I know too many scenarios where people have been able to revise a situation. It's temporary, but, 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 not always. I've seen, I've seen actual cases where, but do you know what usually is always present? There's still a period between. See, there are a lot of scenarios. I'm not going to deny There's a lot of scenarios where it is Groundhog's Day. The reason for that though is because people haven't consciously walked away and done the self-work to then come back together, both being a better version of themselves because they've taken the time to work on themselves. I do think there are scenarios though where I've seen it and what's required is usually there's a period of separation, but people have actually done the work internally. This isn't, Break up, don't do anything, or like date around, make no progress, come back together, and then, yeah, of course, you're gonna end up with the same scenario. But if you decide that you deserve better, you start treating yourself better, the people in your life inevitably have to show up better for you. I've had it done, like I've experienced that even. It doesn't just have to be intimate relationships. When you start walking, talking, treating yourself better, the people, the same people who maybe we're at the same wavelength of maybe not treating you in a certain way. When you show them, no, this is how I deserve to be treated now, based on my own inner belief shifting, they will show up. It's like, I have a mindset and y'all can borrow this, please feel free. But it is that mindset now where when you've done that inner work to build your confidence up, to build your self-worth up, it's like, if you don't show up proper in my life, I'm not going to entertain you any longer and you have to have that level of conviction where you go no i'm not putting up with anything that's less than what i deserve but what does that require i couldn't have come to that state of mind today if i had continuously or serial dated and not given my t- my time myself the time and space to even make those those ideas about myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have to take that time. You have to invest in the relationship with yourself to even be able to get to that state of mind.
0: You ever sliding doors past relationships? And what I mean by that, when you go back in time and you try to replay it, if they would have focused more on them and became a better person, a better version of them, and same with you, if you did that same effort and you became a better version of you, would it uh, or could it uh, have worked out?
1: So my thoughts on this, I've had that conversation. And every conversation. time I
0: replay that Groundhog Day, it actually just would have ended sooner.
1: I could see that. I could, I could appreciate and understand that way of thinking about it. I think that's probably something that a lot of people could could relate to. In my life, I feel like when it comes to intimate relationships, I, I will always go back like everything that is meant to happen. Now, I'm not using that as an excuse like, oh, it's just meant to be, no, I like that saying like I do believe that when you do and I keep going back to that inner work when you do the work on yourself If you are doing that kind of internal work where you're progressing in your own personal relationship with yourself That mixed with I do believe in higher power. I think everything does happen for a reason I never look back at relationships with any sort of regret in terms of like you know if i had been this way if they had been this way you know what i do look back on though and i i've had to come to 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 have inner peace about anything and also genuinely is is a space of forgiveness i've had to forgive myself for showing up the way i did even if it was on what others might've viewed as sort of the short end of the stick or like not the one who is maybe projecting the toxicity, whatever the thing is. No, I take full accountability. I chose those partners consciously. I showed up in the state I was in attracting that kind of energy into my world and chose to be in those relationships. So you have to come to a space where you take accountability for attracting the kind of partners you've had. You have to come to a level. Like I literally consciously say to myself, Mandy, I forgive you for attracting that into your life, attracting that version of that person. Because the way I think about it, I do think that every person has sort of different versions of themselves that show up based on how we show up and attract in that kind of energy. So I think I have to forgive myself and I have truly made peace with anyone I've been with. Not that there was like extreme, like anything, but Things that have happened in my relationships, I've I've forgiven those people, that version of them. And I think disassociating the drama from the person has really allowed me to make peace with the past without... I don't live with any regrets, though. Like, there's no... I know we're we're, we're getting close to time, but I just want to well, say that... we're past that the time. I know, <laughs> uh, we are past. But I think that's really important, too, like... You have to get to a level of forgiveness. Like that's brought so much peace to my life. One thing I want to mention, I do have, I did put this, I have meditations on my YouTube channel. One really, even if it's mine or another channel, there's one called Ho'oponopono. I know it's a mouthful. It's a Hawaiian based, it, it, it's a meditation that was done, uh, created by a psychologist, uh Phyph. Uh, That originated in Hawaii, and there's four simple sayings. I want to share this because this has brought so much peace to myself, especially when it comes to relationships. And they're four of the most common popular sayings, arguably, in life. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. When you can repeat that, it does... It does kind of become like sort of almost like a mantra a chant that you say. It does something to shift something within. I've experienced that and that's why I created my own version of that. But those four statements, I think that we need to be using those and more so thinking on those four things in our relationships to see dramatic changes. And it's not even the statements. It's what do those four statements represent? Are we showing those four statements subconsciously to ourselves and are we showing up with that kind of energy in those four ways to our partners to the people in our lives most most importantly are we showing those four to ourselves though because those, please forgive me thank you i'm sorry i love you those are like super powerful when you actually dive into those so i'd invite everybody listening watching ho i
0: like that prayer
1: it's a really cool meditation yeah it's a very interesting Concept to take on that has really shifted my relationships.
0: We could have gone on all day talking about this, but no, we got to wrap it up. We might do another one. We'll figure it out. But everyone, check it out: www.mandyjross.com and email her at mandyjross.com at and on social media, mandy, mandy J Ross. Yes. Thank you, Mandy.
1: I do have a takeaway. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Uh, I, share, I, will share always, takeaway. I will always share. give all- you. Okay. I thought that I thought that was the takeaway.
1: Oh, that is one. Oh, okay. I guess there's a bonus there. Okay, okay then this there's a the, bonus then. There's Share a bonus. the second, second takeaway. So the other takeaway I'd love to share, which is an exercise I've, I've given to some um, coaching clients, but I've also done on my own that, again, putting that energy out there. I think it's important. Obviously, you want to bring your best to the table, but I think it is important. A lot of times, I think we just get into a relationship without direction. I think it's important, even just as a fun thing for yourself, like to really ask yourself, what what ideally do I want in my perfect partner? Like to have this soulmate chart, if I've called it, where you kind of put soulmate in the middle, you write out all these qualities. It could be anything and everything under the sun because I do believe you can attract in your perfect partner. But I challenge you, if you're going to do this, look at that list and look at yourself as a reflection. Are you showing up as the type of person who would attract the person on the list. I think that's a really important exercise you can do for yourself, which will give you some um, boundaries and also some parameters on on what it is you're actually looking for. Because sometimes I think it's easy to just kind of see gold shiny objects as they call it and kind of just date whoever, whatever. But it'll give you context for that. But then it also, at the same time, give you accountability. Are you showing up as that person? who is going to attract in that kind of mate for yourself and this even if you're not single if you're in a relationship write out a list of all the traits and qualities your so-called you know partner may or may not be already displaying and then ask yourself are you bringing those things to the table because that list is really should be very similar to who you're showing up as so
0: thanks mandy you're welcome all right so and or actually that's it we'll wrap it up from there thanks angelina